0: All right. Yeah, I'm recording, so we can go whenever. Uh, Yeah, me too. Let's go. Ready? One, two, two. (laughs) <laughs> Hello there. Hello. Hey, uh this is Nerds Clyde, and we're here with another week of Halloween. Actually, second week of Halloween, I should say.
1: Yeah, the second of five.
0: The second of five, baby. And the we're recording second. this just a few. Shh, don't let them know. Don't let them just know. know. Just
1: a few they hours. don't need it. They don't need to know. We're just back. They don't need. To, they don't need to know. We're already we yeah, are recording this like...
0: Okay. Look, we're, no, we recorded... We, we're so ahead of the, cr- the curve, guys. <laughs> Don't even worry about it, okay? <laughs> we're not worried. I'm not worried. You shouldn't be worried.
1: <laughs> By the time you're hearing this, we have episodes up to Christmas. Done. <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> we're we, in the game, were, all right? It, if it were only that simple.
0: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> all right, so yeah, we are in... Uh, the second week of the five weeks of Halloween, uh,
1: which that means we're officially in October now. The first episode, we were we were in September. We
0: were we were close though. We were inching, you know. Yeah, we were. Was it?
1: What was it like? The it was, it was ninth, the twenty eighth. I think twenty eighth.
0: Yeah we we were looking at it. We could see it on the horizon. You know. We were like, there you are, October. Or
1: on your calendar widget every day. <laughs>
0: I see you, baby. <laughs> Come here, baby.
1: I see you, baby. <laughs> so now that we're in October, what have you been doing? Anything to uh, to get in the spooky spooky spirit, spooky mood? Aside uh, from what we've already been doing, right?
0: Yeah. So I've been doing our prep for our our show last week, this week. And, you know, future prep. Uh, I have been playing Resident Evil 4. Uh, It's always on sale on the Switch. I wonder why. (laughs) Because it's good. Because Capcom is awesome about putting stuff on sale for some reason.
1: No, it's like the Nintendo eShop on any given week. You're either going to find all the Lego games heavily discounted. Are all of the Resident Evil games.
0: Yeah, it is weird because they go through cycles where it's like Capcom sale, Square Enix sale, and then, you know, a couple other major uh, brands, I guess. I, uh, they would be developers, technically, but
1: now that... Eh, th- some games have different developers. Yeah. So,
0: um, but yeah, so anyway. Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. Um,
1: I haven't played that one ever.
0: I bought it when it first came out in two thousand five, and it sca- <laughs> it scared me so much on the first day of playing it that I took a two week break, and then uh, oh man, then I picked it up back up, and I didn't play very much. I'm finding that when I'm playing, I didn't play any of the game really. I, when I when I bought it in two thousand five, I probably got maybe four hours into it and uh everything else past that has been totally new to me it is very fresh i have no idea where the story's going it's actually a really fun experience because i i truly do get to experience the game with a fresh new set of eyes and i think you know that's something people talk about for their favorite games. They wish they could experience it again for the first time. I'm genuinely having that experience. So it's really it's really neat. Um, I have been... Uh... Okay, so I would be dying a lot, but I'm restarting <laughs> sections, <laughs> which is also to my detriment because the game has what's called adaptive difficulty. So if you're not playing well, it'll make the game a little easier for you like it won't spawn as many enemies and the enemies that are on screen won't aren't as aggressive i should say but (laughs) that's not me all right i'm uh i'm gonna start the game over and we're gonna handle these aggressive (laughs) villagers okay Mm -hmm. and so and so far i have there i have had one i had one really funny instance happen recently where there's a character that Follows you around named Louise. And you don't really know much about Louise, but he always tends to show up at like the right place, right time sort of scenario to help you out of sticky situations. So I was making my way through this castle. (laughs) Okay. So I just got done slaughtering a bunch of like cult members and then a cutscene plays and the, the girl I'm, uh I'm uh, I'm rescuing my companion is Ashley Graham, the United States president's daughter, and they address her like that all the time. The United States president's daughter. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Louise. Okay. So I just got done slaughtering a bunch of people. Then a cutscene plays. We're just. Leisurely strolling through this castle, like we own the place, <laughs> like like nothing bad is around every corner when it really is. And then Louise <laughs> uh, runs up to us. He taps his pockets. He's like, "Oh shit, I forgot it." <laughs> also, that's not an exaggeration. That's his real accent. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm not trying to be offensive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He really was like, oh, shit, I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot the medicine. <laughs> okay, that was an exaggeration. But, so, um, he basically confirms that the two of you have been, uh, have been, uh, compromised. You've been injected with a sample of, uh, this, uh, virus. It's not the T-virus, it's, it's, uh, something new. So, uh. You've, you've both been injected with it. You only have a limited amount of time to, uh, to get that sorted out before the eggs hatch, and you just become a brainless, lifeless villager in, in Spain for the rest of your life. So, um, Anyway, he, he forgets his sample to try to heal us. Ashley Graham, the United States President's daughter... Is, uh...
1: I love how you also just keep refer- referencing it's, her. It, that...
0: It's happened like six times where they're like, the United States president's daughter, Ashley. <laughs>
1: they got to drive that home. It's very important.
0: Um, so Ashley says to Louise, I'll go with you to you know get the sample. And Louise turns his back on her and he says, No, you stay with Leon. He is better with the ladies. And then he leaves. (laughs) So uh, that was already funny to me. Just the voice acting alone. I was already like, I was already, you know, I was already tickled, I guess I should say. So (laughs) what happened next, though, was a group of zombies came after us, Ashley and I. One of them grabbed Ashley. I went to rescue her and I accidentally shot her in the head. So I killed her. Damn. And I, Justin. Straight up slaughtered her. I, Justin, upon shooting Ashley Graham, the United States president's daughter, daughter. said, Oops. (laughs) Oops. While Leon S. Kennedy said, "No, Ashley, no." You know what would have been really funny? What? <laughs> it would be like,
1: "No, Ashley, the United States president's daughter." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would have been awesome. Or like a cutscene happens where uh, it's a news report: the United States president's daughter has been murdered by Leon S. Kennedy.
1: You get a uh, after the credit scene where it's her funeral. <laughs> And they're handing out pamphlets. It's a real nice picture of her. It's Ashley Graham in small print. And then in bigger print, it's the
0: United States <laughs> president's daughter. And there's a picture of you, Leon S. Kennedy. <laughs> it's like the murderer. And then, the,
1: and then on the back, it's just a flyer from The you know, wanted poster. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: funniest thing to me though is Louise had just said uh, that I was better with the ladies. And what do I do? I just get this lady fucking killed. And just blew I blew a load it. all over. <laughs> I mean, if Louise meant that i kill it with the ladies, then he was right. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, Resident Evil 4 is really awesome. Uh, I'm still playing through it. And I'm very, very close to the end. And uh, yeah. We'll talk about it later, but that's all I got so far. All right, cool.
1: Well, I just uh I just actually tonight got back from uh Pumpkin Nights. I think we talked about yep, it last uh, week in in week 1. Yeah, we were supposed to go. Uh got rained out, so we went back today. It was all right.
0: <laughs> it wasn't worth, Honestly, it wasn't it didn't live up to the hype.
1: I think if we'd been able to go the first time we were there, it would have been fine, but it was the two trips out there. It was like 45 minutes one way. Right. So I th- I think it was just the double trip. It was uh, <laughs> the parking was a fiasco, but <laughs> what? And then once we got there, it, it was cool, but for the first half of it, it was kind of just a trail with a bunch of small, like, little photo ops, which was kind of cool because the photo ops were, were nice, but there was just a lot of dead space in between them. Right. And, which, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, rag on it. Like, it was okay. It, it was cool.
0: It was all, but,
1: all right. Uh, all I'm saying is they had, like, yard signs out that they were doing Christmas lights this year, and I will not be going out there for Christmas lights. Well, So to to give it i, I don't know I, I it's hard to to i guess it, cuz it feels like a small operation cuz it's on a farm but it very much seems like it, it's a big operation cuz they had, like a whole bunch of food out there like um they had like different vendors uh police and every like the whole nine yards out there directing traffic and they do it in uh austin too i you know i don't know how long this place has been around i've only lived down here four years but it seemed a lot bigger like it seemed like it was gonna be a lot bigger than it was right so maybe my expectations were just a little too high and i should taper them a bit but it it was a it was a fine time it was a it was an okay way to spend the evening.
0: Well, now you gotta the, the, go to the Christmas thing. Not there. G- give him a second not, chance to. Uh... No, not there.
1: Now nah, I'm not driving 45 minutes that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, give not him a for chance. For <laughs> not for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was all right though. Um, like I said, the first half it was just a lot of photo ops, and then the second half. It was a lot more lights and displays, but yeah, I don't know. It was like $50 for both of us to get in. I, I, thought, I ne- thought
0: you were about to say $50 for each of you, and I was thinking, no way, no way am I paying $50 for anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You think $50 price tag, and you're going to get some bang for your buck, but. I guess not, but you can't win them all, I suppose.
0: You can't win them all.
1: We didn't have a bad time. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little bit too picky with my, my Halloween attractions.
0: It probably honestly just is that you had to drive there <laughs> twice. and Yeah. Yeah, so, oh well. Oh well,
1: but, so that's what we've been doing to, uh, outside of the podcast to stay in the spooky mood but there's plenty of stuff that we have jam-packed this month to get through and as we mentioned last week this week is going to be all about the novel dark harvest by norman partridge
0: dark harvest norman partridge you better have read it
1: better have read. we told you last week we told and if you. you didn't if you didn't read it then i mean i'm not going to tell you to press pause because i want you to keep listening but i want i want you to press probably pause. not Probably not a good idea you keep listening.
0: <laughs> I want you to press pause. I want you to read the whole book right now in one sitting and then come back and listen to it. And then I want you to listen to the entire episode again because, you know.
1: Get, get that second download.
0: You owe us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they owe us. <laughs> we fall off the face of the earth and they owe us. <laughs> Hey, we're coming back. We're back with a vengeance, baby. Uh, all right, so yeah, like Dark Harvest. Dark Harvest. I, I
1: I finally talked Justin into. It's not a horror novel, but it's it's adjacent.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a spooky season novel. It's an autumn themed <laughs> novel. I mean, it takes autumn. it takes place on on a Halloween, so
1: it does take place on Halloween, which I, is. Kind of the draw to this book.
0: So yeah, does it take? Um, yep. That's basically why we chose this book. Travis had uh had read it a while ago. Um, how how long ago did you read this book?
1: The first time I read it was twenty twenty, actually. Okay. Yeah, twenty twenty.
0: That's a that's a, that's, that's a good year to you know brighten up. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't you, know about you, man. You needed, 2020 was a good year for me.
0: You needed something to brighten up that year.
1: Uh, yeah, was, 2020 was good for me. It was 2021 that kicked my ass. <laughs> <sighs> um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Seriously, man. I felt like life was like final destination, man. Because it was like 2020 was like the world was burning and I was just a happy little Travis in his pocket. Right. And then it was like all the bad shit, like came back around like final destination and got me.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah. It missed you. And, yeah. uh, it, it, it missed you had to make it's, a uh, it's around. Like trip I got back. a
1: little, I feel like I got a little tax added on to
0: it. <laughs> hey, that's the COVID tax, baby. Um, <laughs> So yeah, obviously we picked this book because it is a sort of, you know, Halloween adjacent. I mean, it takes place on Halloween, so it is a Halloween novel. Uh,
1: we'll 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 debate that a little bit uh, in a little bit. I should say.
0: Obviously, Travis had read it previously. Uh, you know, a book he really enjoys.
1: Mm-hmm. Never. This will be this will be my third time through it.
0: Never has never talked about it with another living person. I haven't until now
1: it's an it's an award-winning novel that no one talks about
0: yeah i did love in the trailer i guess we'll kind of get this out of the way right now uh there is a a uh, there and there has been a movie in the works for this and it was supposed i believe it was supposed to come out last year or maybe even the year before but it got oh, pushed maybe.
1: It it's been supposed to come out likely every year since the book was published.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it got pushed and now yeah. they just re uploaded the trailer three weeks ago, I wanna say. And somewhere around there. It is coming to digital on October thirteenth. So Yeah, the
1: <laughs> and the trailer doesn't seem to be uh Stirring up the internet all that well, so yeah, we'll we're we're either gonna be way off or we're gonna be way early to
0: the party here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if only we had a podcast in 2006, we could have talked about man. Little 2006, Justin, 17 years old. Actually, that's not a good idea. I should not. (laughs) 17 year old Justin is not someone who should have had a podcast.
1: Um, Yeah, I, I don't know if. If sixteen, seventeen-year-old Travis needs to have a microphone, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, the book, yeah, can't talk. Me? The book was published in two thousand six. We, I couldn't actually find a real date on it.
1: Um, Me neither. And I actually, I had two thousand seven initially because on on Goodreads that's what it says, and then. But when I clicked on other editions I saw that it had a different published date for and it was the published date for that specific edition.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So I just googled it and I still didn't get a date. I just I think it came out around September though. Um
0: Yeah, I would imagine somewhere somewhere between August and October. But who knows? Would,
1: who, yeah, I mean this this thing might have dropped in June. <laughs> Yeah, it might, have you dropped can imagine?
0: On, it might have dropped on November 1st. <laughs>
1: Man, that'd be like uh, dropping a Christmas song in July, which, I mean, you could probably get away with it, right? Christmas in July.
0: Yeah, but what about a Christmas song in March? Can you get away with it then?
1: No. It's like wearing white after Easter. No, is it Labor Day?
0: <laughs> don't wear yeah, white well, what, after I, Easter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because why Easter. <laughs> people think you're the Easter bunny. <laughs> And they're like, <laughs> damn, that a bunny still out. Never reminds me. The
1: at the Pumpkin Nights fest place, right? Yeah. It was all pumpkin stuff, and then for just some strange reason, there were three white rabbit like um inflatable displays. Like big three big huge white rabbits. Nothing else around them, nothing else to tie them into some sort of Halloween theme.
0: Yeah.
1: Just Three white rabbits, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't. I I don't get it. <laughs> uh,
0: they needed to. Uh, they needed to do something to liven up the place. You know, too too much spooky stuff going on. Um. All right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All all the pitch black was very spooky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, darkness is scary, dude. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, let's continue talking about Dark Harvest. Uh, Yeah, so dark, dark harvest. If you wanna, Um, you wanna read uh, the the synopsis. Yeah, this is basically what it says on the back of the book. So yeah,
1: so this is the synopsis. Halloween, 1963. They call him the October Boy or Ohawk, I can't talk today either. (laughs) Or Old Hacksaw Face or Sawtooth Jack. Whatever the name, everyone in this small Midwestern town knows who he is. How he rises from the cornfields every Halloween, a butcher knife in his hand, and makes his way towards town, where gangs of teenage boys eagerly await their chance to confront the legendary nightmare. Both the hunter and the hunted, the October Boy is the prize in an annual rite of life and death. Pete McCormick knows that killing the October Boy is his one chance to escape a dead-end future in this one-horse town. I always love that term, one horse town. Like, <laughs> it, when used in the right context, one, <laughs> I don't know why. It just gets me every time. <laughs> He's willing to risk everything, including his life, to be a winner for once. But before the night is over, Pete will look into the sawtooth face of horror and discover the terrifying true secrets of the October Boy. So there you have it. The synopsis lied.
0: That's what it is. That's what the book's about. Um, So, yeah, I guess uh, we've already said that you should read it. So we're not going to, like, go through the whole book scene by scene. We're just going to kind of recap the major points. And uh...
1: I I guess we could kind of break it up into three parts, right? Because at least for me, I feel like the story is kind of told in almost three sections. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the beginning is kind of, like, setting the plate for the night. We meet the October boy, um, basically, we, we get the scene, he's constructed, we get a little backstory, um, but we meet the October boy, and we, we learn how he gets to town. And I guess before that, too, we kind of get an entire, like, explanation almost of the night because the book shifts between first to third person narrative yeah and it really kind of places you like in the story and and makes you an integral part of the story
0: yeah it basically acts like you're a citizen of the town in either currently or a past citizen i guess um
1: yeah you're not really sure where you fit into the story quite yet until you get later in into the book, and it kind of tells you the role that you play in it. Yeah. But, yeah, so you're very much part of the story. So.
0: And then, even yeah. in the beginning, the construction of the October Boy, then it kind of shifts to uh, the uh, the main character, I would say, Pete McCormick. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the way that they go about telling the lore and the history of the October Boy isn't even so much outright telling you; it's just kind of word of mouth. You hear a few things. It's basically all, your your history lesson is basically all of the sort of hearsay that Pete McCormick has picked up in the last few months, mm-hmm. which I I think is very interesting, and I like it honestly. So
1: yeah, so we what we learn in this first section is basically how the night is set up to go so you have the Halloween, the october boy who rises every halloween and his objective is to make it to town and make it to the church before midnight and all of the boys that live in this town that are between the ages of 16 and 19 after being held captive in their rooms basically starved to death for five days they're set free on october night to basically hunt this uh pumpkin-headed scarecrow down and kill it and yeah, whatever pump,
0: pumpkin-headed scarecrow candy-filled <laughs> freak
1: yeah we we uh he whoever is the uh lucky little kid to kill the october boy <laughs> uh is declared the winner and is allowed to leave town and then the family is taken care of. I think it's like bills paid for a year, new vehicle, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we, we meet uh, October Boy. We meet Pete McCormick. Um, we we yep. kind of get a little bit of motivation from both of them. And the book kind of takes right, takes right off and we're into the night. Pete McCormick is out the door and the October Boy... Doesn't even get to get into town yet, and he already gets into his first confrontation.
0: Yep, so we got, um, who are, I can't, I can never remember those three names. It's, uh, well, I guess yeah, those only, names are escaping me. The only one of them is really important, but I can't, I can't even remember that one, so I guess it's not important.
1: <laughs> mm, we'll call him Butch.
0: <laughs> yeah, old Butch. Um, yeah, I forget, but, uh, he he and two of his friends go out. They they attempt to meet the October Boy, where he sort of rises, um, and it, uh, it. They think they have the jump on him, and they definitely don't. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it <shit>. quickly dismantled. <laughs>
1: yeah, things go bad, and uh, the October Boy is the uh, proud owner of, proud owner of a brand new Chrysler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, the, Oct- the Oct- I should well do you want to get into like our thoughts while we're doing this or do you want to just kind of recap and then
1: we could uh recap and then do our thoughts at the end
0: so he's you know he's joyriding into town uh p mccormick steals a gun from the local police officer uh uh what jerry Jerry Ricks. ricks yeah Yep. um Jerry Rick's local
1: local police officer and asshole. Yeah,
0: he sucks. Jerry Ricks. <laughs> 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 total, total total piece of crap. A, this is this is why A cab's important, you know what I mean? All cops are <laughs> bastards, baby. <laughs> um so he takes a gun from his house. Uh he kind he runs into a, a girl um who is outside, which is very strange because Usually this night is only permitted for, you know, teenage boys 16 to 19 and there's adults kind of scattered around town really to just protect uh, goods like groceries and, you know, food stores so that basically you're forcing the children to uh, play the game as opposed to, you know... if. I'm sure if they had it their ways, the kid would just steal a sandwich and then go home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about this October boy. (laughs) Who gives a shit? (laughs) Um, Right. But yeah, so it's a very, very weird run in. And also there are three boys basically beating her up. Uh, Yeah. So my, my boy Pete McCormick, he gets in there. He just starts pistol whipping motherfuckers. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just blah blah <laughs> just like <laughs> oh just get them um yeah so then they kind of uh make their way out of the sort of uh, uh they 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 kind of get out of the, the the eye of the storm i guess um and make their way to a movie theater that uh Oh this this girl's name is Kelly Haynes, I should also mm-hmm.
1: mention. Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, so you're right. They do uh, uh head towards the movie theater. Uh on their way to the movie theater though, they do uh get a run in with Jerry Ricks. Yep. Who uh pretty much almost runs them over. <laughs> yeah, this guy's
0: a real piece of work. Yeah. And
1: then and, and then gets out and proceeds to shoot at them.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he doesn't hit him. But uh, at the, at the <laughs> same sure. time, we got <laughs> at the same time we got the October boy going into uh, the heart of town, and he goes into uh, a house um, in a sort of poorer subdivision of the town, and kind of you know has a little moment of uh, recollection. This is obviously uh, the his home that he lived in, his childhood home. Uh mm-hmm. and uh we get we get a reveal that uh is it right here or is it a little it's, later?
1: Uh no, so you're on the money. Uh, okay. Well, we are getting a little bit ahead uh because that is kind of the second section or what I kind of deem as the kind of like the second section of the book. Right. Okay. Because I mean, the book is basically it's two main characters, are Pete McCormick and the October boy, right? Both of them start off this book Com- completely different intentions I mean they both plan to win right so they're at complete opposites right? Um, so through the because of the events at in the beginning of the book really not much happening to the October boy other than him getting the car but obviously when he gets to town the only predictable location that he's going to go to is the church that's his objective that's where he's supposed to head uh, to win the run so it, he knows he can't go right there right away so that's where he decides to to go to this house that's you know in a subdivision of town low income and kind of take shelter there and on the opposite side Pete McCormick and Kelly go to take shelter in a movie theater because I believe uh, one of Kelly's family members own the movie theater yeah so they're able to get in and uh, in this section, in the second section, we spend a lot of time kind of, we we get a lot of revelation and a lot of wh- what little backstory and kind of lore and explanation that we do get from this novel is all kind of like jam packed in this section where both of our main characters are kind of like taking shelter.
0: Yeah, it is interesting the sort of parallels that they place upon well that nor uh the author places upon these two characters given that they have the makings for a sort of great rivalry that obviously they're uh on opposite ends of the sort of uh end goals one wants to you know kill <laughs> basically they both without even know i guess without knowing it for the october boy they both need to kill each other in order to for their goals to be accomplished, mm-hmm. um, but they they do have a really weird parallel that their store that their uh, their stories run, which is cool. Um, yeah. So, do you want to get into
1: what which, which reveal should we get into first?
0: Um, you you, which
1: you decide. Go ahead. I decide. Mm, let's do Pete's first. Okay. Because so, I feel like Pete's is a little on the nose when you're reading the book. And maybe the October Boys is too, but maybe a little bit less so. Uh, so Pete McCormick, him and Kelly are at the movie theater. And basically Kelly kind of downloads him on why she was out on Halloween night for the run. And uh, she basically tells him how you know her family had moved away from the town with... And years go by and eventually Jerry Ricks and the Harvester's Guild, which is the Harvester's Guild was mentioned at points throughout the book, but really wasn't explained upon. But what we kind of get is that Jerry Ricks is a member of the Harvester's Guild and it's a group of people that kind of oversee the run to make sure that every year there's a new boy to beat the October boy. Yeah, so. Uh, basically Kelly was out because she was trying to run away. Uh, so like I said, her family moved away years go by. The Harvester's Guild finally caught up with her family. And now she's back in town living with her aunt and uncle who she doesn't even know. Yeah. So she was just trying to get away and ended up getting jumped by, uh, a couple kids. And Pete McCormick happened to be in the right place, right time. So with, with this information... Pete's just kind of like ready to get out of town So he He calls his dad And They they have a conversation And he's basically like You know I'm getting out of town tonight Bring me my sister You know like She has the best chance for me We're not going to waste our life in this town We're leaving Yep. So On the flip side now We have the October boy like you said, he is kind of taking shelter in this house, and you kind of tell, like, right when he gets in the house, like there's a strange connection with this house and the October boy. And I think this is kind of the first part where we got we kind of get a little bit of information on who the October boy is. Yeah. And as the October boy is kind of going through the house, and he's having like memories and flashbacks, I believe, Uh, we not only learn who the October Boy is, but we learn the truth about uh, the run and what happens to each year's winner. So I guess we should say first what happens to the winner every year.
0: So, Yeah so
1: spoiler alert
0: very very big spoiler alert (laughs) uh the the winner of the the run the ritual the october the uh the october boy run That, that sounds weird to me but that's that's what i'm gonna stick with uh he uh he does not get to leave town. In fact, he is killed and then buried in the ground and he becomes the October boy for the next year.
1: Yep. So the kid is properly escorted out of town, but not very far, just to the to the nearest cornfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where he's buried and I I they never really say it outright, but I guess given up as a sacrifice for for a good harvest and good crops
0: yeah so i guess the but the, the way the movie trailer was it actually explained a lot of the backstory that the book didn't which is weird and honestly kind of cool but um mm-hmm. uh, yeah we'll get into that trailer in a minute yeah so um, I
1: I I'm yeah. more I can, I got more problems with the synopsis of the movie than I do with the actual trailer of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so to to kind of speed things along here, um, so basically the October boy and Pete McCormick are both headed out of their sh- their respective shelters back out into the run, and they both have their objectives. Uh, Pete's just trying to get the hell out of town. They're trying to meet up get his sister get the hell out of town and the October boy is trying to make it to the church so this is kind of like the third section which is really just the ending the climax what happens how how everything ends
0: yeah and, just a wild set of circumstances um, yeah so basically the uh, uh, Kelly and uh, Pete are sort of just kind of waiting for Pete's dad to bring uh, his sister so they can just leave because at this at this point they're not even worried about finishing yeah. the job. They're just like, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Um, while they're doing that, uh, the October Boy has set fire to some of the poorer neighborhoods, basically to cause a distraction. Mm-hmm. And the town, like, <laughs> like like it says they're a one horse town they are also a one fire truck town and uh this this fire rapidly becomes too much for the fire department to handle with their one fire (laughs) with their one fire truck and their one horse uh they are you know they're just outmatched and uh they they call in to good old good old ricks to uh, come and handle the situation um some kid i think it was the kid that got pistol whipped he uh mm-hmm. in, informs jerry ricks that he saw the october boy those two sort of get into a car chase it doesn't end good they get into a car they both basically get into a car wreck uh in front of oh. Pete McCormick and yeah. Kelly.
1: Also, just shows how like desperate and Jerry Ricks was because he just grabs this random kid, throws him in his truck, and gives him a gun.
0: Yeah, it is totally wild. He gives this kid and... a gun because adults are not allowed to kill the October boy. Um, this kid totally blows it. He, he bites the big one. He, uh, yeah. he he shoots five times and misses five times uh yeah
1: so at so this is all taking place with like 5 minutes to midnight yes so like they get in the chase they get in the accident Pete and Kelly arrive on the scene they actually end up helping the October boy assist him getting to the church they're chased down by Jerry and and his and his little pal with the gun and uh yeah the kid kid shoots like 5 rounds, misses all of them, and the October boy and Pete and Kelly get inside the church and boom, October boy wins cuz it's after midnight first, and no one's killed him.
0: First time ever that the October first boy time. has won this rit- this ritual. Uh at this point uh I guess we should also mention that uh the October boy um Hold on one second. Uh, the October Boy, Jim Shepard, uh, his father Dan is yeah is set in the church by the Harvesters Guild with mm-hmm. a shotgun, and it's he's basically the last line of defense to prevent the October Boy from getting into the church. Uh, Which is
1: confusing, right? Why wouldn't you put a kid there?
0: I think it's it's. Probably honestly, just to be an asshole. <laughs> like if you're Jerry Ricks, you basically thrive and live on torturing people. So I think this is just another instance of that.
1: But, yeah, because yeah, I could see that it it just being more so just a torture.
0: Yeah, but uh, Dan Shepherd does not is not there when those three arrive at the church because Dan Shepherd took the shotgun trigger warning to himself. And uh, committed suicide to ensure that his son, if possible, w- could win basically mm-hmm. uh,
1: back to back, baby back to
0: back <laughs> the be- the best run you the best runner you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I do like the idea that like people in town are like, man, Jim Shepard is the fucking best dude. <laughs>
1: Imagine, imagine you win, <laughs> and now they kill your kid brother. <laughs> and then next year, both of y'all come back. There's <laughs> gonna be a family reunion in
0: a couple of years. A
1: t- next year's run's gonna be a tag team event.
0: <laughs> um, so basically, they get to the church. Jerry Ricks uses the last bullet in that uh, in that gun to. to shoot the kid who totally beefed it and uh yeah and then all hell breaks loose everyone all the entire poor neighborhoods are on fire uh everyone's escaping they're all leaving in cars uh yeah and pete mccormick is uh leaving with his sister dad and uh kelly and Little October boy, he's just heading right into the church to uh, explode into a, a ball of flames, basically. So, this town is totally fucked, and that's how we end the story. <laughs> this town is toast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how things end.
1: That's how things end, yeah. Um. So, did you like it? I did like it. You did like it.
0: I was... I, w- I was hoping you would. I was kind of <laughs> unsure... Where you would land. I was concerned, I should say, in the beginning, uh, upon reading about the creation of the October Boy, and just kind of getting hints at what this run actually was. Um, Yeah, it it definitely worried me a little bit, because I was... I just found it a little goofy, obviously. It's it's, it's kind of a silly idea, but...
1: Do you feel like you might have been feeling that way coming off of reading so much nonfiction?
0: That might be. Honestly, you might might be right. Yeah,
1: I think jumping back into fiction with something that's kind of like an out there concept. I mean, I could see you kind of looking at it like, how am I going to suspend my disbelief to enjoy this shit?
0: (laughs) But honestly, I will say, even though I did think that the story was a little silly. Um, the way that it is written, it is written with such conviction, um, it makes you believe that this is actually real. The way that Norman Pritchard sort of includes you into the story, basically saying, hey, you remember this, right? This is how things are. Um, yeah. It kind of eases you into the idea that this is, you know, this is factual. Um, so, Yeah. I thought that was really good. This is a really well-written book. And uh, then it just gets crazy. And I'm all about that. (laughs) You
1: know, it's weird, right? Okay, so so the next thing I was going to bring up was the fact that... So this was your first time reading it, and this was my third time reading it. Yeah. So even the third time reading it, as as short as it is, I'm still kind of picking up on new things. And one thing I didn't think about, right... So the way the narrative places you, and they reveal it later in the book that you're a previous winner of the run. Yeah. Okay. So where is this taking place? That someone is telling me a previous winner, a story. Are we in hell right now?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, baby, we in hell.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's like one of those. Stories like if you ever read a novel where it's like a story within a story, like the one that comes to mind is uh, there's a short story. One is Stephen King's. I want to say it was in Different Seasons. The last one it was like centered around the winter, where it was like the beginning is it's a group of people getting together to tell a story, and then the actual story of the book is the story that the person's telling. So it's kind of like this like this person's telling us this story of Jim Shepard, Pete McCormick, all of it is. But who is it that's telling it uh telling it to us and where are we? Because if I'm a previous winner, I'm
0: dead. <laughs> yeah, it has to be some sort of afterlife scenario that's happening. Um honestly, thinking about it too much kind of
1: hurts your brain. It
0: hurts it hurts my brain, but it also kind of hurts the story a little bit. I th- I think I think the story right. I think the story is is kind of like a time a little time capsule. And if you
1: the less the less you dig
0: into yeah, it, the better it is. So, which it sounds like a negative, but I think it really works for this story. There's no,
1: there's no meat and potatoes here. It's just salad. It's a good salad though. It's chicken salad. It's got some chicken <laughs> in it. Okay. It's got a little bit <laughs> damn, well seasoned, cooked to perfection, not dry, tender, juicy. No dry chicken here, baby. It It is good. So do you think that this is something that you would read again? Or yeah. is this kind of like a one and done?
0: I would definitely read it again. I think it's a really well-written book. Like Just from a writing standpoint, I think it's really a nicely written book. Um, and it's a very short read.
1: Yeah. The audiobook is like right around four and a half
0: hours, and it's what it's one hundred and sixty nine. Nice, one hundred and sixty nine <laughs> pages. I flew through this in maybe two sittings. So,
1: yeah, it's very it's very easy to plow through in in a day.
0: So, uh, yeah, that is
1: so. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, uh, I was just gonna ask. So, do you think that? So the book takes place on Halloween, but yeah. do you think it, it there was enough there to capture kind of the spirit of Halloween?
0: So I think it does a good job setting up Halloween. The only uh, critique I think I would give it is because you're shifting perspectives and jumping in time. It kind of loses that a little bit just because in the beginning it does make it a Midwestern, uh, Fall day, you know, it it, talk, it really descriptively talks about the weather, uh, the conditions of, the, you know, the crops in the field. Um, so it definitely places you in a certain time. But I do think immediately jumping back to Pete McCormick in the summer months, um, sort of figuring out what this actual run is might have hurt it a little bit.
1: I think it's a short enough section that it doesn't take you out of it too much.
0: Right. Yeah, I can see that. I was just saying if there's anything that could take you out, it would probably be that. Um, I I guess it also doesn't really mention it after that. I mean, it's on Halloween, but I think it kind of does expect you to just fill in the gaps a lot of the times.
1: Okay, so I agree with you. I, I think it does a good job, but I can also see... I can understand someone not feeling that way because there's a lot of just Halloween stuff that's missing. like, And it's just because of the nature of the town and how the town is constructed. I mean, it there's no really room for any of this stuff because of the run. Right. There's no trick-or-treating. There's no decorations. There's no costumes. There's none of that. And everything that kind of screams Halloween for a 16-year-old kid it's absent here but it's a 170 page book with the main character having a pumpkin or a jack-o-lantern for a head i I think it's all
0: right yeah i think it's it's fine i think it i think it's
1: fine but i can understand people saying that that it's not a halloween book but to me it did i mean it's it put me right in the halloween spirit every time i read it it I'm there. I'm there, man. I'm, I'm there, uh, ready to carve a jack o' lantern right now. <laughs> put put one in my hand. I'll carve it right now. <laughs> just,
0: just don't, just we'll don't do fill the scarecrow with candy, okay?
1: Because yeah, yeah, don't.
0: <laughs> bad things are gonna happen. All right.
1: Don't 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 murder any children and bury them in a the cornfield.
0: <laughs> so I guess what what are some uh, good good and bad? What are some positive and negative things you would say about? The novel.
1: I would say the best thing it has going for it is the fact that you get very little information.
0: Yeah, oddly that is a really um, a strong component of the book. It, it doesn't really waste time giving you the lore. It just kind of expects you to... I don't want to say dismiss it but look past it a little bit for the read and then yeah. once you finish it you can sit down and kind of form your own sort of backstory about why this is happening and
1: yeah and, and going back to the narrative style the way it puts you into the story that's like an added element for you to to kind of play with to kind of shape out the world as you're reading the book yeah. and it's kind of like a make-your-own-adventure, you know? Yeah, you remember yeah, have those. Have fun with it. Yeah. But I do think that, so coming from someone who reads a, a lot of horror fiction and a lot of King, I can tell you from experience that sometimes the more outlandish the concept is, that you can, you can for me at least, an author can kind of over-explain it to the point where it's boring now. Yeah. And that that's you don't have that here. Cuz you only have so much to work with and you're in and out and it's just it's a good read, but so I think that cuz man, if you got like chapters about like Pete's mom and how she was sick and like if you got like scenes and dialogue about between Pete and Pete's dad when Pete lost his, when Pete's dad lost a job, like if you got those sections, it would be so boring. And another thing is, is if you add all that stuff in, but you don't add any more Halloween shit than just a pumpkin-headed uh, scarecrow, then the book's gonna be bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that would definitely take away from it. Um, if, like we keep saying, it's a short read, so it's in and out. Mm-hmm. You don't need basically it makes you feel like the the characters of this town who want to leave um, obviously you're not wanting to leave like this sucks but it basically puts you in a position to be in and out like your ultimate goal is to be done with this
1: (laughs) yeah I will say one bad thing is I don't have it for myself but one potential bad thing could be because again because of the length If I can see someone reading this once and never picking it up again. Yeah, and basically
0: forgetting about it.
1: Yeah, because a a lot of the intrigue when you're reading at least that first half is you want to know who the October Boy is. You want to know where it's going to go and how, you know, the revelation of everything. After you get that revelation and you go back in a second time and you know who the October Boy is going in because it's so short. I mean, I could see someone not wanting to pick it up. I agree with that. there they're not being enough there to sink your teeth into to to kind of want to go back.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's probably the worst aspect of the book, I think, is uh maybe not Well, I guess this wouldn't be the case uh the case for you, but maybe not an ability to be reread. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's a really good book. I liked it a lot.
1: Was there anything for you that stood out that you didn't like?
0: I mean, obviously I would have liked to have a little more lore, but I don't think it's a detriment to it. Um,
1: Do you think if there was anything to be added in, the October Boy having a run-in with at least one more set of kids would have helped?
0: I don't think so, honestly. I think...
1: no. You didn't want to see him slaughter any more, you know, bastard children.
0: No, I I don't want to see that. I I honestly think all of the action that happens in the book, um, it, it, it's it's great.
1: Yeah, it's very well played, paced out too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess the only thing maybe to critique on my end—I mean, I have been critiquing a little bit, but. I guess the Kelly sort of relationship other than just being a sort of uh, catalyst for the reveal of who the October Boy's identity is and what uh, what the October Boy actually is. Um, her role is kind of small. Um, it, it would have been nice to have it sort of expanded somehow, but I don't know how it would have been so...
1: Yeah, when you get into these books that are less than like 200 pages, the characters that are going to suffer the most are going to be the side characters. Yeah. Because the, the the main characters are going to be flushed out because they're the main character. But it's the Kellys, the the Dan Shepherds, Pete's dad, I do, even... I do think even... Kelly's
0: the only one that suffers from that, or at least suffers the most. Because you can... <sighs> You can fill in the blanks for the fathers of these two, like the Gene Shepard and uh, the P. McCormick, just being like, oh, that's his dad. Sure. He loves him. This is blah, blah, blah. You kind of just fill in from life experience. The Kelly thing is sort of a whole other beast of meeting someone for the first time.
1: Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how else you do it because she is needed because you got to have that plot device in there to alter Pete's motivations for the night because when he sets out on the night, he just wants to kill the October boy to get out of town. Yeah. So you need something that's going to change his course of action. And I'm not sure what else you could do.
0: Yeah, I don't know either.
1: Unless you had Pete take shelter... In Jim Shepard's old house. And maybe he finds things in the house that kind of point him in the right direction. Maybe. Maybe there's there could have been something with Dan to also point... You know, th- there's other things that could have been done that... There's ways to do it that didn't require uh, a whole other character that's not going to be flushed out because it's a short book. So, yeah, I see your point. I don't think it bothered me that much reading it. Uh, but Honestly. When you point point it out, I can see it, yeah.
0: It doesn't bother me that much, but that's just one thing.
1: Nah, fuck that bitch. Whoa.
0: (laughs) You watch your fucking mouth about Kelly,
1: all right? Sorry, you're going to bleep it out anyway.
0: No, I'm not. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) So, uh, do you want to get into the movie a bit? Yeah, let's talk about that movie trailer. Um, so,
1: the, so the trailer came out.
0: Yeah, like we said, this movie's been delayed quite a bit, and it was supposed to come out, I think, on the MGM streaming service last year. Um, that's I don't know if that's happening because it it only said digital. It didn't say on a streaming service. So,
1: yeah. So there aren't very many signs pointing to this thing. That it's going to be good.
0: <laughs> so here's here's where my thoughts are on the trailer. Um, There's one part where it does go into the sort of lore. Um, It talks about a sort of black dust mm-hmm. that uh, basically wiped the town of crops. And so this is basically a sort of sacrifice to ensure a good harvest for the year so that the town, you know, can be... Um, economically mm-hmm. healthy um the casting of uh the, the police officer uh what's I, I can never remember his name cause he sucks uh Jerry <laughs> Jer, Jer, Jerry Ricks
1: <laughs> well Jerry Ricks sucks so maybe that's a good fit
0: the casting I think is terrible based <sighs> on the trailer he's not anything Man. like I imagined uh He's just kind of like a small man with a weird dialect, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like it. Uh, didn't they? They also changed weird aspects of it. Like,
1: oh yeah, like Pete so,
0: McCormick doesn't even exist. It's just <laughs> at,
1: at like, least not that we know of yet. He'll watch him play like a side character or something. So. Yeah, it this movie is going to basically revolve around um, Richie Shepard, who is Jim Shepard's little brother. So Jim Shepard is still the winner from the previous year in in this movie, but we have Richie taking the place of Pete McCormick. But there is a portion in the trailer where it says that Richie is supposed to be forbidden. From going on the run. Because his brother won last year. So that's also different from the book. Because the book just says all boys. Ages 16 and 19. It doesn't give any ex- exceptions here. and So it seems like with the movie. We're going to get a slightly altered. List of rules for the run.
0: Yeah. And so that that basically means. That Kelly and Richie. Are not supposed to be out. During this time. And are. Um... With, I'm not a.
1: So I don't, I don't think I'm against it, but <sighs> if I would have read the synopsis before seeing the trailer, maybe I would have thought a little bit better about it, but honestly, there was nothing in that trailer that <laughs> made me feel anything. Yeah, <laughs> it, it,
0: it was fine. I, I, <laughs> it, it, like, I'm going to watch it just because we've read the book and I'm curious about how it is. Yeah, but we
1: kind of have to now.
0: It, if we hadn't read it i would not watch it
1: <laughs> i've just given up all hope that any adaptations of anything is going to be good okay. and i and i don't i don't stand on the side of the adaptation has to be you know a carbon copy of whatever you know whatever they're trying to um what's the word i'm looking for Help me out, Justin. What's the word I'm looking for? Adapt. Yes. So the source material. Adapt. They don't. I don't stand on the side that you have to always stay 100% committed to the source material because I think if you're if you're gonna retell a story in a new media, there is a lot of opportunity to change things or expound on things, and we've seen it in the past where it can be done good. It's just When you have a movie that's kind of been in development hell and then it's going straight to digital on a streaming service that nobody has and the trailer looks sketch and they're changing stuff just based in the synopsis. It's like...
0: Yeah, it doesn't really put a lot of faith
1: in... Do I want to give this thing my time? But we will, so you don't have to.
0: (laughs) That's our slogan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We will, so you don't... We just repeat... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a
1: brilliant idea for a podcast you should just review every adaptation ever for everything
0: <laughs> we do it so you don't have to um yeah so i don't really have much more to say about the trailer i mean it looks it definitely gives me meh vibes and meh. uh i'm gonna watch it but i'm I, I'm not going in with the highest of hopes. That's all I'll say.
1: Well, so the trailer says 2023, so there's no way this thing's coming out this year, right? I don't think this thing's ever going to come out. I, I kind of
0: secretly hope it doesn't. I, got, I hope it does. I I want to watch it just to... It sucks that Uh, people worked... Obviously, people didn't go into this job being like, well, let's make a real kind of mediocre adaptation. You know, people worked really hard on this, I assume, and it sucks that, you know, it keeps getting bumped and delayed, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of faith in it. Um, What are you going to do, though? Who knows? What are you going to do?
1: So... One thing that me and Justin discovered uh when looking up this book and looking up this author because we didn't know what other books this author had written so we looked him up on Amazon and we found quite a few and we did find a collection of short stories by Norman Partridge. Uh, so on Amazon if you want to get the hardcover you can you can get it for 60 bucks. <laughs> I wouldn't, but or you can if you have Kindle Unlimited it is free. But uh Justin was saying that there is a short story in there. Yep. That's about the October boy.
0: Yep. So uh what uh, it's called Johnny Halloween, right? Tales of
1: uh Yep. Uh Tales of the Dark Season by Norman Partridge.
0: So yeah, the the last short story apparently in this collection of short stories is based on or based in this sort of universe. Uh so who knows, maybe we'll read that.
1: Yeah, cuz you can get like I said if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can get it or I think you can buy it on Kindle and I think it's like 2.99.
0: So, uh but I really want the hardcover, man. <laughs> well, you got to you got to shell out 60 bucks, man. I'm going to have to work.
1: <laughs> that that's that's just don't buy a Switch game next month. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, whatever Switch game you were going to buy next, just
0: I did just pre-order Super Mario Brothers Wonder. From Walmart.com because uh, you get exclusive trading cards for your pre-order, and that okay. that was all the push that I needed. <laughs>
1: I, I was I was going to ask you why are you pre-ordering, but okay,
0: I understand. I was like trading it, cards.
1: It, trading
0: count me in. Trading cards. Trading cards. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. So yeah, that's Dark Harvest. That's, um, that, that's
1: Dark Harvest. uh Do you want to give a rating?
0: I'm just gonna go with an old school rating on this because I don't know if there's anything in the book that would uh i mean we could do like we could do like pumpkins or something or like pieces of candy, but are we really trying to do that or are we just going with a regular a regular rating?
1: Yeah, let's just do a regular rating because there was nothing Halloween in the story, <laughs> so, so don't give it a Halloween rating.
0: Oh, you know what? Before we end, before we give our ratings, I do want to shout out this uh, this line that I wrote down because I thought it was I thought it was really nice and kind of smart, actually. Uh, you gonna get it tattooed on you? No, I'm not. Unfortunately, oh, uh, the quote is, and it's talking. This is. Uh, In the beginning, talking about Pete McCormick, he's smart enough to know that words don't matter unless they're walking the hard road that leads to the truth. And I like that. So I wrote that down.
1: Damn, that's deep, Petey.
0: Petey. (laughs) Petey. Pete
1: McCormick dropping gems.
0: Petey is preaching, (laughs) baby.
1: (laughs) Talk that shit, Pete. Talk that shit. That's
0: why Pete ended up in the church because he's a uh, he's preaching, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm any gonna, given Sunday, any given Sunday. <laughs> uh, let me do some quick math. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Uh, that's a eighty percent. So four
1: out of five. No, I'm not mad at that. It was good. I'm not mad at that.
0: There are some small things I would have liked. Uh been to be added to it uh but it was good i liked it
1: nice so this is weird for me so the first time i read it i gave it like five stars i thought it was perfect first time around probably because i read it in like one sitting just straight through Mm -hmm. second time I struggled to get through it but it was like right around the time my daughter was born so my rating was a little bit lower I think I did I think I did a 4 this time I'm kind of like splitting the difference I'm around like 4.5 I think a lot of the the things that like you pointed out with Kelly uh, kind of bring it down from 5 but back up from 4 some weird way <laughs> <laughs> I should say I didn't really enjoy the audio book that much. that is how I read it this time around. The audiobook wasn't that great. I wish I would have just read it, but whatever
0: had to get done
1: so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say a four point five i'm gonna i'm gonna split the difference between my my last two two ratings
0: All right there you have it folks
1: there you have it so we have a we have another episode next week
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna reveal the topic. Travis and I have a, a little difference of opinions on sitcom. Actually, let me be clear. <laughs> we don't really have that much of a difference of opinions. Travis, is, I disagree. Travis is an adamant fan of the sitcom The Office. And I also like The Office. But I also like Parks and Rec.
1: And I think Parks and Rec is trash.
0: And I think Parks and Rec, the best... The best of the best of Parks and Rec, I think, is better than the best of the best of The Office. They're very similar. You can can find a lot of parallels between these two sitcoms. They both have kind of bad first seasons, and they have bad last seasons. Hey, 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 hey,
1: hey, hey, you can speak on The Office, the last season, being bad all you want, but that first season of The Office is very good. It takes a significant leap in season 2. But okay. season 1 is very good. I will say if season 1 aired today, it would immediately be down. <laughs> <laughs> that thing w- season 1 of The Office would not make national <laughs> TV airwaves.
0: Um yeah, I I think I enjoy season one of both shows. I don't think they're necessarily great, but both shows do get better in season two, yeah, and onward. Uh, so we are going to watch two episodes from each show, two Halloween themed episodes, mm-hmm. and you know we're gonna have a little head to head battle between The Office and Parks and Recreation.
1: This is going to be fun because I think this is the first time we're walking into an episode knowing we have very different opinions and views. Well, we're walking into it knowing we have opposing views. Yeah. I guess I'll say that. I wouldn't... I
0: don't... Your views are... Opposed to, to, to mine.
1: To, I'm trying to sell the episode a little bit, man. I want them to to click on this thing, thinking it's going to be an all out war. Hey,
0: man, we're friends.
1: And if you, yeah, we're friends. But when you start talking about the Office, I, I get a little, you know. I have no nah.
0: fucking friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't need you. I, don't, I have Michael Scott.
0: I don't need any fucking friends. Um, so I still
1: watch The Office daily
0: so the Halloween episodes of Parks and Recreation, uh, are in season two. Uh, I can never remember how to pronounce this, but it's Greg Pakictus, I think. Pakaitis. It's Greg Pakaitis. Uh, so season two, episode seven of Parks and Rec, Greg Pakaitis, and season five, episode five, Halloween Surprise. And then for The Office, um,
1: so, for The Office, we are going to be doing, uh, I believe, the same season. So Yeah, season two season, and five. Yep, so season two, episode five, just titled Halloween. It's a great one. And then um, season five, episode five, employee transfer. So, um, you know, I'm going to mop the floor with Justin next week. <laughs> 'Cause uh I mean there's just there's no debate here. So we gotta find a way to keep this contained and it don't leak out into just a full on the office and parks and rec debate. We're gonna try to keep it contained within these two episodes. But I have a feeling that this is just gonna kinda be a prelude to a to a few future episode. It might maybe, be. Maybe but then again maybe a Halloween hangover episode.
0: What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to be watching those two. Uh, well, really four. Those four episodes. Two from each show. Same yeah. seasons. Season two and season five. Uh,
1: yeah, so you guys, uh, you got a little less homework this time around. You don't have to read 169 pages. You just got to watch.
0: You just got to watch two hours of television.
1: Two hours of television. Maybe less than that. Yeah, you know, it is less. No, no commercials.
0: It's a uh, an hour and 20 minutes roughly. <laughs> I,
1: I guess I don't know if I need to specify, but I, it, if you if you haven't seen these episodes or if you're gonna go watch them for a refresher for the episodes, I'm not touching the super fan episodes of the office just because I feel like that's kind of an unfair advantage because it's deleted scenes and stuff in there and some I actually believe like some of those deleted scenes and stuff is actually really funny but you can kind of see why it was taken out. So I'm just going to be doing the straight up episodes that were aired on television.
0: Yep. And you can find these streaming on Peacock. So, Peacock. Peacock. so, and that's what, that's all folks. We're, we're out of here <laughs>
1: and that's it.
0: So uh, that is it. So Travis, you want to get us out of here or what? Yeah,
1: sure. So, uh, we thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you all read Dark Harvest and you didn't just sit there and listen to a spoil it. And even if you did, I think it's still worth the read. But, uh, you know, thank you for tuning in to the episode. really hope you enjoyed it. Remember, that term nerd is rated E for everyone. So find your passion. Enjoy it. Be the nerd that you were born to be.
0: Bye.